Welcome back to Rhymes with Decora. I'm your host, Benji Nichols. The podcast project of Inspired Media, telling stories about communities you love by people you trust. Boy, am I excited for today's show. This is a conversation that uh, I've been looking to have mm, since before this show started, maybe for a couple years. The Driftless Flyathlon, an event that is near and dear to my heart. I have two of the organizers with me here today in uh, Inspired HQ offices on Winnebago Street. Ryan Miller and Scott Stimmel, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thank you, sir. Thank you guys Good so much uh, for taking time out of your busy schedules to be here, to come to Decora. I know it's always not a super hard sell to get you to come over this way, but uh, appreciate you taking time to be here and uh, being part of the show today. I am so excited to talk about the Driftless Flyathlon. Um, let's break it down right from the beginning. Flyathlon. For those who aren't familiar, this is a term that people kind of look at you and go, it's a what? <laughs> That's right. Ryan, do you want to give us uh, the closest uh, comparison that we have? And this might lead to part of our discussion. I think the best, uh, the best comparison is it's supposed to be like a triathlon. It combines three things, running, fishing, and some delicious craft beer. Yes. And, uh, so there you go. I love it. Flyathlon, a term that was developed. Uh, and Scott, we were talking earlier. What was your uh, what was your earliest memory of hearing the hearing the term flyathlon, or how you got uh, hooked into this event? So uh, I heard about it from a, a coworker um, after the inaugural one uh, that was uh, here in Iowa, and he was like, "Man, this thing's right up your alley." He knows I like to fish. He knows I like the outdoors. I. I'm a cross country coach down in Iowa city also. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And so he's like, it combines fishing, running and beer. This is, <laughs> this is, you got to get into this thing. So I looked it up on, uh, you know, the social media, uh, at the time and got signed up in 17 and, uh, competed for two years and then got involved with, uh, kind of the planning efforts. So I haven't run in a few years, but, uh, yes. I'm just, you know, loving being a part of this group right now. Absolutely. And I'm so thankful that you are a part of it. I, I think the reason I met you is that the flyathlon probably several years ago, maybe 2017-ish, we were talking somewhere in there, yep. one of the first or second uh, events that happened. Uh, and the gentleman you were referencing too, we should we should throw out. Dan, Dan Maskell. Yes, who yeah. uh, people may or may not know, has a, ha, had a long career at, uh, he's at UNI, is that right? Is he, that Dan was? He, uh, well, he worked at uh, uh, Northwest Junior High in oh, Iowa oh, City. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yes. so I... Uh, uh, taught at the junior high across town yes. we meet, meet uh during our meetings uh but yeah he i think he's been a part of everyone since then yeah so. an amazing uh, amazing crew retired people. from teaching now it's but. kind of a legend yeah <laughs> <laughs> Driftless Flyathlon. absolutely yeah. so this is an event that happens every year it's happened the last seven years we we're saying there's a little yep. bump there for covid but uh it's been happening for multiple years yellow river forest here in northeast iowa over in Almakee county a lot of folks listeners may be familiar with yellow river forest aaron and i always try to tell people if you have not been to yellow river forest boy it is just one of the jewels of Northeast Iowa. Uh, it's an immense uh, wildlife area. I don't even know. It's it's several thousand acres, uh, opportunities for just about any outdoor interest that you can think of. One of our favorites, of course, here amongst us is cold water streams and uh, trout fishing, right? Uh, amazing. Now, a couple things. I always like to break down a little bit of background on this show. So this has already come up. Uh, you are both educators as well, right? Correct. Uh, yes. Educators and cross-country coaches. Correct. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, as you mentioned, you're in the Iowa City area. Yep. Right? 
Uh, Ryan, where's home for you? Charles City. Charles City. Your wife, Amanda, as well, Rob yep. Miller, has been involved in the event since the beginning, of course. Uh, also does some running. Yep. Also a cross-country <laughs> coach and track coach like myself. I love it. A couple other people that have been involved in this event, uh, the Iowa Flyathon part of it, uh, Clint and Angela Johnson, of course, right? Clinton, you also do some uh, fish guiding, correct? Yep. yep. He's part of our uh, uh, team with Driftless on the Fly. Yep. Absolutely. And we may cover a bit more of that in a minute. So the Driftless Fly Athlon came out of uh, the opportunity to present this event. Uh, actually, the, the concept sort of started out in Colorado. Is that right? Yeah. Um, I think it was if I'm right, uh, 2013 or so, they had some of their first kind of informal uh, events where it was basically some people getting together in the woods, going for a run, combining <laughs> that with fishing, having a beer afterwards. Just uh, You're going to hear this probably come up quite a few times today, but just that idea of just building a community of people yes. that uh, want to come together and care about you know, wild places, public places. And, mm-hmm. uh, it got started out there and then they've kind of formalized that they held, uh, two races, uh, every year out there in Colorado at Middle Creek and then at Lake Fork, uh, both in the, st- in that state. Yeah, absolutely. And those are, uh, I have to say, those are some, some pretty serious races. They put in some mileage on foot. Uh, they do some great fishing. There's kind of variations of those catching various types of trout, even in some of those races. So there's some real, real cool things. Running Rivers, uh, is the organization, the nonprofit that was founded around this event and this concept. We're going to talk about that a little more in a minute. Uh, so some really, really cool things that have come out of this, but at, at its base, you have an event where you show up, it's on a Saturday morning, uh, you get ready to roll and you go run four or five miles, uh, uh, the one at Yellow River Forest is along Little Paint Creek, right? Big, big, big Paint. Big Paint. I'm yep. sorry. I was yep. getting my paints mixed up down there. Uh, <laughs> Unless then, Big Paint's flooded out. That's like right. It was, that's yeah, right. True. 18 or that's, 19. Yeah, we had to run right. the alternate course up Little Paint. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and one year that we ran up to the fire, uh, fire tower and yeah. back, even a few of us at least, right? <laughs> Which Scott was a champion of. <laughs> yes. So. Not the a, one and only fire tower. <laughs> not, not a surprise. Uh, our run for the Driftless Flyathlon here, I will say, is a much more manageable event. Uh, I think some of the Colorado ones are a bit longer. I think one of them also f- at about nine thousand feet. Correct. Yeah. yeah. No. No kidding. No kidding on the <laughs> yeah. on the mileage and, and altitude. Uh, but it's such a cool event. I mean, you get ready. You're at the starting line. There's a maximum of about you know fifty, sixty people. Uh, so it's capped. So it's not a no. It's not out of control. Uh, everybody who is there, I have to say, out of the, the few years that I've done this event, everyone who is there is there to have fun you're there i mean it is a race there is some competitiveness uh some maybe a few more than others over the years i'm looking at you scott no i'm just kidding uh but you know everybody is there for the right reasons uh and it's a really fun thing and it's not you know i think one of my favorite things about the events is you, you can't really pigeonhole people you can't really tell i mean one of my favorite friends the people i've met dave james who's from uh south here a couple hours likes to come up this corner of the area Dave's quite a bit older than me but i've seen dave do the event and everything from waiters to uh everything and dave's not a runner uh that was his words not mine uh <laughs> I'm not really a runner, but I can run when I need to. But you go out, you do your run, and the goal is to catch a fish while you're on your run. Now, this is part of the equation. Who wants to uh, who wants to explain it in terms of the race? <laughs> yeah, it's it's part of the it's part of the goal of, of the race along that five mile course. You, you are challenged to try to catch a a fish. Um, they're almost always brown trout or rainbow trout, mostly rainbow trout. We have had one bluegill caught. Over the years, that you escaped. Had a shiner in there somewhere. Yeah, a shiner last year uh, <laughs> yeah. that that escaped probably from a pond. But along the way, you need to try to capture a fish, uh, photograph it, 
uh, with a ruler that we provide you. Mm -hmm. uh, for every inch of fish, then two minutes is deducted from your time. Your so running time, yes. From your running time. So yes. there's a great deal of strategy. <laughs> and that's always something I kind of delight in hearing people strategize about. Yes. Uh, are they going to just try to run the whole course and then come back and maybe fish in the last uh, couple blocks? Uh, or are right. they going to try to fish first and then just burn it? Um, so a lot of fun, fun strategy to hear from people. And uh, it's it is a great so time. much, it's so much fun. And I think over the years I've tried different ways. And I think the thing I've, I've learned and the thing I love about this event is that you can bring lots of different people together with lots of skill sets. You might have really good runners. Uh, yep. You might have really good fly fishermen, fisherwomen, people. Uh, but the great equalizer is that you're out there and anything can happen. Fish, fish don't care. They uh, do not. Nope. <laughs> and even, even if the creek is full of fish, uh, it just depends on, uh, you know, the day and the luck. Uh, so I've had years where I've had really good runs and couldn't catch a fish to save my life. <laughs> a year where I fished really well and couldn't run to save my life. You know, it's just you never, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, but really, people are out there having fun, helping each other. I've seen people help each other out, point each other to different spots on the stream, Absolutely. encourage each other. I mean, it's an incredibly positive event. Uh, and I think that's what's kept me coming back over the years. It's really fun. Now, the other huge part of this event, the real core reason it's still happening and going on is to raise money. Uh, and we are raising money for cold water conservation, right? So uh, most people in this area that might be hearing the show are familiar with this concept. But of course, the cold water streams are where trout live in our region, all over Northeast Iowa, Southeast Minnesota, Western Wisconsin. We just live in a very rich uh, part of the world for that. But um, particularly here in Northeast Iowa, we've seen a lot of streams have had a lot of issues over the years. Either you want to touch on that? I know being out on the water all the time and seeing some of those things. Well, I mean... Yeah, and in terms of Yellow River Forest specifically, right? I mean, we're running along the big paint, uh, right. but both of those streams have been hit really hard over the years in different ways. Right? In, like, both of them have. Um, um, those, and some of our projects have gone to try to address those things. But um, in, an, in an age where um, funding and money is sometimes tough uh, to, to come by for, for projects like this. You bet. Um, this, this event has helped raise quite a bit of money for those things. But yeah, well, I mean, we've, we've, we've seen these issues in a lot of different places. Uh, big paint has been torn up by floods that we even we've witnessed um, weeks before the event has taken place. Uh, so we feel good that we're able to go back into a place that we love and, and uh, help out those streams and repair those stream banks in a, Absolutely. in a smart way, we feel like. And one of the coolest parts about this event, I think, and, it, and sometimes I think it might even be something that, that spooks people off uh, in the front end of thinking about whether they should do it or not, is that every participant is required to raise some money. And I actually love that part of it because it says you're, you know, I don't just put it on my calendar in October. I know that and I, when, I, when I sign on, if I can manage to get a slot, which we can talk about that too, but if you get in there, that you're going to have to, you know, put your shoulder to it a little bit. You got to raise a little bit of money and hopefully a lot of money, but you at least got to raise a little bit of money for the cause. Uh, and all all of that is being um, housed, you know, the, the nonprofit Running Rivers, runningrivers.org is the nonprofit behind what powers all of the flyathlon events, both in Colorado and Iowa. Uh, and it's a super cool organization, an amazing board of directors, people that are involved. But the cool thing is it's a nonprofit that is allowing you to fundraise locally for projects that are on the ground here. Yeah. Um, so specifically in Yellow River here just this last year, there are some amazing projects finished up, right? Yeah. Every, you know, every cent that, that uh, our People fundraise for stays right here in the state. We've been able to, um, I think, fundraise for five or six projects now. Everything from 
a kiosk that would tell you about the native trout species down there in yellow, um, a uh, trail improvement project uh, along Big Paint uh, to the big one that we just did uh, on Little Paint uh, down there. So yeah, I, funding, some funding over at Bloody Run too. Yes, for yeah, yeah, uh, for a easement, yeah, for permanent easement on that. Um, I heard somebody say, you know, if you can help a stream anywhere, it's going to help everywhere. You can help water anywhere. Yeah, it's going to help it, everywhere. And, absolutely. Uh, clearly there's a lot of different places around the Driftless region in general that could use some, use some help, but we feel really good about what we've been able to accomplish there and put our stamp on it. And, Definitely. And, and, you know, I can't remember if Benji or Ryan mentioned, you know, it's, this is all about building a community. And uh, one of the things that, really resonated with me that the, was the first time I heard it was running river, rivers uh, like motto or mission and that's conservation through recreation yeah and there's there's a ton of people out there that enjoy nature that enjoy getting out and doing fun stuff and enjoying beautiful places and you know trout live in beautiful places and uh, mm-hmm. you know there, there's people that are willing to contribute their money and their their funds to try and make the places that they love better and the experiences that they have better. And we love, you know, supporting that and trying to bring people together with that cause in mind. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's funny. I grew up fishing with both of my grandpas. Uh, now they were like salmon egg kind of guys, so they weren't fly fishing as much, but they were, they were out there and they got us out there. Uh, and I remember tromping around out uh, North Bear, South Bear, Highlandville area, you know, getting out, even just going to Twin Springs when we were younger or somewhere and messing around. Uh, and I remember those, you know, experiences. And, and that's really the thing when I've taken my daughter Roxy out a couple times now, you know, half the time I laugh about because uh, we'll be going along a stream somewhere if I can get her to come along with me. And, you know, we'll actually have ended up spending 45 minutes looking at a pile of rocks, uh, mm-hmm. even more than fishing sometimes. <laughs> but but that's the point. Uh, getting, you know, and yep. to get a young person out there, to get anybody out there, go look at what's out there. Go see, like you said, trout live in beautiful places. Uh, it is true, man. And these streams are just treasures of our region. Uh, so any way that we can work to help take care of those. Um, now, Yellow River is a great example, too, because if, if people have been there, maybe, or it's been a little while since they've been there, there's been an extraordinary amount of work done uh, on those streams and some really nice places to increase accessibility and water quality and all those things. So it's, it's a really neat to see projects happening you know, it's a pretty direct correlation. So it's yeah. really fun. Yep. There's some neat things. I think, uh, friends of yellow river state forest, I'm yeah. sure we'll talk about them, but they've, you know, they've, they've done a great job with, um, working to, to, uh, acquire grants down there to, to do some different projects. So yeah, you're absolutely right. You'll notice it when you, when you uh, drive through there. Absolutely. I, we're going to talk about friends a little more in just a mm-hmm. second. I want to wrap up one other little part on the first half of the show here. So you're both educators. You're both uh, coaches for running, all sorts of things. One other thing. Got a lot you, of weird you, things in common. No, nah, I love yeah, it. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's a good intersection. There. It yeah. is an excellent intersection. <laughs> one of the coolest projects that I love both of you have done in your classrooms, and remind me if there's a more of a formal name for this, but it's like trout in the classroom. That's correct. Exactly it. Yeah. Right? That's it. Yeah. Somebody tell me about how that project has worked, because it's such an awesome project for young people to to grasp and at least get to witness right like this understand. is the one thing that i didn't do before i met ryan a lot of things <laughs> we have in common yeah. this is the one thing i copied him about uh well it was a good so cop- can start. it was a good catch yeah for <laughs> yeah. sure i don't uh, trout in the classroom is actually a it's a trout unlimited project and i i honestly I, I don't know if i remember how i came across this but you know uh um 
we uh, yeah trout in, trout in the classroom is uh, where uh, students raise trout from eggs to fingerlings and then release in the stream and uh, in Charles City we've been doing it since I think 2012 now we've had a, a wide array of experiences um, kids uh, kids raise them uh, all the way from day one to uh, to May and, and literally in your classroom in literally in the classroom yeah. and I it's so cool I We've learned a lot. Uh, I think every single year, uh, as an angler, as somebody that enjoys, uh, you know, outdoors, I learn something from from watching those fish in the tank. But kids take a lot of ownership in it, and they're doing water changes. They're doing chemical. Uh, they're doing tests in there um, to make sure that those fish are healthy. Yeah, and vacuuming then vacuuming all the poop out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Good, good yeah. bad, and otherwise. Hey, yeah. These are good life lessons. <laughs> yep. Uh, but then it, it, the ultimate goal then is you do release some of those too, right? I mean, the ones that make it and you see some of those go yeah. off into the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've had, we've had, we kind of sort of competed this year. <laughs> I, I told my kids we were competing against Scott's. Kids love a little competition. Yeah. Just yeah. to, you know, kind of fire them up a little bit. And, I uh, love it. We had some, a near, a near tragedy in the aquarium one, one day this year where the, the, uh, uh, probably the nitrogen levels went through the roof and the kids oh, no. came in. I had a couple of helpers and they came in they addressed the problem right away, uh, took care of it, uh, only lost a, a couple of fish. And um, so it's nice to see, you know, it's empowering kids to um, yeah. uh, do something. Well, and like just that. what a unique thing in a classroom too. I mean, what a, what an interesting thing to talk about and focus on, you know, every day or look at for a few minutes yeah. and just kind of have that real life um, yeah. interaction with something else. Yeah. It's great seeing like, you know, the, the education point is, Kind of the, the the big purpose of it, uh, you know, talking about life cycles of fish and what what fish need to, to, to be healthy and to, to survive in nature. And we have, you know, a very confined uh, ecosystem that we can control all the variables, but going over that stuff. But, you know, you'll have kids who first thing they do is they walk in the door and they go over the tank and they're just glued. Yeah. And then, you know, if we're, we pack up two, three minutes before the bell, there's always a kid that, hey, can I feed him? Yeah. Can I feed him right now? And I'm like, okay. And like, I, I love it. Some days I'm really, and some weeks, especially when they're young, we have to like monitor like no more than four grams of food right, per day. Right. And I'm like, right. well, we've already, you know, given them as much as we could, but why don't you go put a lot of quarter gram in there? And they're like, yes, <laughs> get the get the balance out. And hey, man. Um, but no, they they love it. Um, I just being in Iowa City, we have to drive a little uh, ways away from you know our. Our hometown, there's no good trout stream in Iowa City. I put mine yeah. up in Cedar Rapids and uh, McLeod Run. Cool. Um, but they love it, and it's just a, a, a good, another connection that we have with the DNR here in Iowa. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, we're going to talk a bunch more about that when we come back. we got to take a quick break here. Rhymes with Decora, a podcast project of Inspired Media. Find us online at iloveinspired.com. My guest today, Ryan Ra Miller, Scott Stimmel from the Driftless Flyathlon. We're going to talk a bunch more. We'll be back here in just a second. Aaron Henning Nichols, founder and editor in chief of Inspired Magazine. Rhymes with Decor is brought to you by Inspired Media, bringing you positive news since 2007. 
Find us on stands across the Driftless or check out our new website or become a member at iloveinspired.com. Creating stories about communities you love by people you trust. Thanks for being inspired. And the voice of Aaron Henny Nichols, my partner in life and business, iloveinspired.com. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Uh, so excited to have this conversation. I have been personally a part of the Driftless Flyathlon for a few years, and it's really, really fun to have both Ryan and Scott here talking to me. Gentlemen, thanks for taking time out of your day. Uh, we're going to get right back into it. There have been some amazing partners along the way with Driftless Flyathlon. Uh, the first of which we just mentioned before the break, Friends of Yellow River Forest, a cool group, a citizen group, really, mostly volunteers, well, at least in the, in the beginning and the start, a group of people who got together and just said, hey, look at this resource that we have. How can we support what's going on here and uh, keep Yellow River moving in the right direction, right? Um, some amazing people. Joe Vastine, right, mm-hmm. has been involved with the uh, Flyathlon for a few years, is now actually part of the, the park staff uh, and helping out. Joe's a fascinating guy over in Alamakee County, takes an enormous amount of pride in Yellow River, which he, uh, as we all should. Um, any any uh, background on Joe or uh, some of the things he's done over the years for you guys and how you met? Uh, yeah, Joe, Joe has been just absolutely integral in this, in this whole operation, um, willing to help us out. He's one of our top fundraisers. I think he's been the top fundraiser for the last couple of years for the Driftless Flyathlon, but, um, the, the man's amazing and, uh, I can't say enough great things about him. He's just passionate. I think, like you said, just about the area and I, I love his passion. I really deeply admire it. And he, he's a really good example of someone who, uh, cares more about the 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 fundraising and the projects and the impact that we can make through our event than the 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 race itself. Right. Yeah. You right. Know, like yeah. not yeah. a not a skilled uh, distance runner <laughs> and uh, is I don't want to say if he's a good or bad fisherman or not, but uh, you know he he uh, he always is deciding. Oh, should I fly fish or should I spin fish or right. how should I do it? Sure. Um, but sure. Uh, no, he he is a, a, a people person. He he loves that park and yeah. uh, has really been a huge um, you know asset yeah. to making us successful absolutely he's another one of those people and this is one of my favorite parts about the event if i didn't already say it is that uh so the first year i came down i don't think i knew anyone else there uh, I didn't know anybody else who'd registered from Decora. We can talk about registration a little bit here before the end of the show, but mm-hmm. it's so it is a capped event every year. I think the max uh, this year, what is it, 65? 70, 75. 75, okay, yep. right in there. But so that's, you know, it's not like there's hundreds. It's like you got to get in if you want to get in when the registration opens in the late spring, usually, yep. and uh, get a spot. And then you know you're in, you got to fundraise and be ready for it in the fall. Um, so it's not a huge event. But what's amazing is when I showed up, there wasn't anybody else there from specifically from Decora the first couple of years. There were some volunteers, some other folks that had been involved, but nobody else were competing, um, which surprised me right away. And now there are a few other folks who are showing up, and I love that. Uh, but it's been really fun where I, I showed up in an event. I said howdy. I met a few people. And the next thing I knew, I had, I had a whole new group of friends. Yep. Uh, and I yep. think that's the beautiful part of it is anybody who shows up is, is you're in a, you're in a pretty welcome place you're in a beautiful place to start out. Uh, you're at yellow river forest. You're there for the right reasons. Uh, and the next thing you know, you're talking about people in common or fly fishing or, you know, anything beer that you brought beer that you want to trade beer that you want to have with somebody, you know, there's so many of those fun things that bring people together. Right. I think any, at any point when I get frustrated, by you know this is this is a big event to put together yeah um anytime i get uh, any event planner has probably gone through this this stage of the game (laughs) 
but I, I always think about, I mean, how much richer this has made us. Yeah. Um, um, That's awesome. We just got done taking a trip out to Montana with a whole bunch of Driftless Fly athletes. And yeah. I wouldn't have, wouldn't have known them otherwise. That's um, awesome. So it's pretty spectacular. This year we've got 75 people coming from nine different states. I think oh, one as far awesome. as West Virginia and Ohio um, that just want to be a part of this. And now we're going to fold them into the group. I mean, these are 75 people that are coming and they're investing in, you yeah. know, in, in our part of the state. And that's uh, that, that community is pretty neat. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. I was Go just going to say, like, the, the I described it to a lot of my, my friends and when I would talk about it as, like, you might not know anybody, like, your first time there, but you'll soon realize that you're pretty much everyone there is cut from the same cloth. Yeah. And, and yep. you know, it's it's pretty easy to tell fish stories around a campfire with a beer in your hand and get excited yeah. about <laughs> the race the next day, right. I'll go out, do something that's challenging, but fun at the same time. And then swap stories on your technique and how things went, what was frustrating. And, uh, you know, we do the one fly tournament, which, yes. uh, teams get randomly assigned. So you might like, I've come with, with we should talk about three that. or four people. Yeah. And then the three or four of us get split up on different teams and now we're competitors yep. against one another. So that's, but. it's worth mentioning. So this <clears throat> takes place, this year's events on October 7th for 2023. And people may be listening to the show after that. It doesn't matter, but it <laughs> happens each fall down at yellow river forest. And it, the, the event, the actual flyathon happens on Saturday morning, yep. but people show up the on race. Friday, you hang out. Yep. That you hang out, uh, on Friday evening. Uh, the actual race is on Saturday morning, but then there's a few other things that happen around it. Uh, there's a meal after the race, which is always awesome. There's been some incredible fun stuff there but the one fly that you mentioned if people aren't familiar with that is it's a one fly fishing contest essentially Mm -hmm. but anybody that wants to participate i think we throw in i don't know what 10 bucks or something and then uh you can you you explain it better than me even go so we 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 draw teams and it's usually a a team of about three or four people um you just throw your name in a hat you throw your name in a hat draw the teams and every competitor gets one fly Mm -hmm. that you can fish and you can, uh, we set a time limit, so two, three hours. Yep. Everybody hit the streams with the same uh, ruler that we give people for the race. We give them that. You can catch as many fish as you can during that time <laughs> limit. And we're going for a combined length um, yes. uh, of all your fish, but you get that one fly. And yep. so as soon as you break off, which if you've ever fly fished before, mm-hmm. could be your very first back cast before your fly even gets wet. You hit a stick or a branch or a sharp blade of grass and, and that thing pops right off. Uh, but we've also probably had days where we could fish fish after fish after fish off of yeah. one fly. Yeah. Um, so um, I laugh hysterically, Scott, because I think the first <laughs> year I was there, I remember we had a lot of rain. And I, Dave James and myself, I remember who were on a team. I barely knew Dave at that time. And I remember just fishing in the pouring rain. It we was down, raining. Down yeah. by the bridge. It's just raining. We couldn't catch fish to save our lives. We finally got into something. But it was just one of those moments you're standing out there and all you can do is laugh. You're like, what are we, we ch- we're choosing to do this. Yeah, like, we could go sit under the tent, like, eat so, some cheese curds, totally. and be nice and toasty warm by the fire. But I think that's the fun part is there's, there's sort of a camaraderie and, uh, uh, you know, just getting, you know, that that's even outside the main race event. So there's all these other yep. things kind of happening and just getting to know people and having some fun with people and, and, uh, and, and maybe winning some cool prizes along the way too, which is really definitely worth mentioning. Um, I do want to mention other partners real quick before we get into that. Uh, 
Mike Sipker, DNR Fisheries, yeah. uh, here in Decora, has been an amazing partner. <clears throat> some other folks from the DNR. You guys put out a really cool video here this summer about some of the projects that have been completed right uh, as a partnership with RCND. Yeah, they, like they did an excellent video. I can't speak highly enough of their work on that. Uh, just kind of a wrap-up of the project and what, what took place uh, that kind of coincided uh, some new educational signage that just went up uh, last week uh, down in a little paint campground at Yellow River State Forest. And the, those are also just incredible job just telling people what had happened. Uh, Mike's always really helpful about like, hey, these are some projects coming up and I communicate with him on those. Um, he does a really good job of like kind of thinking ahead about um, like time-lapse video of that project. Um, yeah. Because I don't think a lot of people, including myself, realize, you know, what, what all went into that. Um, just oh, the yeah. different stages and things. And it's a uh, I can't remember how many thousands of views he had said that it had gotten, but it's just it's fascinating That's to see what awesome. you know what how much work it actually takes to to do those types of things. So it was a it was a long it was a quite a long stretch. I think a third of a mile, maybe longer that uh, that was renovated too. That's a really meaningful project, not just because it's in the park where the event is, but Little Paint is one of the few streams in Iowa that you know has a native brook trout population, a naturally yeah. reproducing native uh, yeah. population, uh, which there's there's not a, a ton of those out there. Um, but to be able to do a project that helps uh, that stream out was really meaningful for us. Yeah, that is super, super cool. Uh, another project, or no, another partner in the project, I should say, too. So fundraising, obviously, is a huge part of this. Uh, people also donating uh, businesses and companies that, you know, support this event in a lot of different ways. is super amazing. We can't even begin to list that list, but it's an amazing yeah. group. Scott, one other one I do want to mention that we talk about. So craft beer is a big part of this as well. So part of what we do is get to enjoy some craft beer after the race. Uh, those of us who show up often bring some, some extras for people to enjoy while around but there's been a really cool project uh big grove brewery right down in yep. iowa city uh tell us about that one so big grove uh has been just a fantastic partner uh since we approached them uh we uh for a number of years hosted the fly fishing film tour which is a a film that's made every year uh and then different organizations can host a viewing for it so we we did that a couple times down there and during one of the viewings um well, five years ago now, uh, Ryan and I uh, sat down with their head brewer, Andy Joint, and just kind of pitched the idea of said like, hey, man, what would you think about doing a beer that kind of uh, is in, uh, associated with our organization with the Flyathlon uh, to promote what we do? And uh, he was like, sure, let's, you know, he was totally open to it. Love that. And then we uh, we just, uh, he, he uh, came up with the recipes, so the the beer was all theirs, but kind of the story we helped shape. Uh, so the so Wade Wisely Love is it. is an educational piece about when you're fishing in the fall in the autumn in the autumn time when uh, brook and brown trout are spawning, they make beds, they make reds in in the stream, and if you know what they look like, they're really easy to avoid. Yeah. But it's just to be yeah. careful where you're walking while you're wade fishing, yeah. not to step on the eggs. Uh, so we wrote a little story and put it on the back of the can and. 
one of our runners and actually one of my coworkers, Brian Ingram, did the artwork for it for the can. And I still think it's Big Grove's best uh, best can label they've done. Nice, yeah. uh, but they make it every fall now. It's a it's a it's a seasonal beer for them. And we look forward to having it's a delicious it. beer too. It's I'll say. fantastic. It's a coffee <laughs> oatmeal stout. Yep, perfect for when uh, the the days get a little shorter. Day, yeah, you man. know, nights get a little colder. Yep. and you want a good uh, stout to to keep you warm. So, yeah, uh, and and so what they did the first year, I think, was a dollar from every pint that they sold in their tap room came back to us. That's awesome. And that kind of set the baseline for their donation every year. And, uh, you know, it's always just a fun day to go in there when they hand out their, they've got a big check and we do our, yeah. our, uh, our uh, donation ceremony there. Um, but yeah, they've donated beer for us and have just been an awesome partner. And I think truly believe in that conservation through recreation mission that we've got and they yeah. know the importance of giving back. It's such a, it's such a cool partnership, you know, and that's just, I think one example of people who come to the table for this event, uh, you know, and who also support the event through, um, either donations of products or prizes or things like that. That is one other fun part of the event after the race, after the events, you do an award ceremony. There's some really cool, unique awards, right? Uh, yes. but then there's also like just prizes that are, that are picked out of a hat or, uh, that people earn in different ways over, over fundraising and different yeah. things. And it's a really amazing array of people who support it. So. it it's, it, it, it blows my mind every year. We've, we've got, I've got this guy that I actually met through guiding a number of years ago. I took him on a trip named Pete and Pete lives down in Cedar Falls and Pete is retired now and he makes our trophies every year. Yes. And he just, he, he loves to work with, uh, his makerspace down there. Um, in town uh, down in cedar falls and he'll come up with these beautiful trophies uh, and then we also for the for the top male top female and then also mm -hmm. little fish big fish and it's uh it's such yeah. a neat thing uh our friend dave Kunstman out in chicago he makes uh, a flight paddleboard yeah. uh, for the top male and female um so uh, it's all these people coming together with all of their wonderful skills uh, yeah. to make this this you know this event a success. It's something you just mentioned that I, I meant to say earlier too. I mean, this is there are males and females. You see people across the board at this event, yeah. uh, and female fly fisher people are there and making it happen. I mean, that's something I think people you hear about this, and you're like, oh, that sounds like a lot of dudes, and it's yeah. like actually, <laughs> actually no, yeah, actually no. Uh, yeah, yeah, Michelle Jarvie has come from uh, the UP. Yes. Every year, I think, yeah, Michelle's since great. 2017, she's wonderful. Yeah, uh, she won last year. Yes, um, I see she. Is, she and I fished together for a while last year. I remember that. There yeah. you go. She, yeah, she, she crushed it. She on her on her fundraiser page, she's got a really nice write up on there about you know the event and what it means to her, and I, it's, that's really touching. That's awesome. You know, that's that's pretty cool. I so. love it. I love it. All right, we're talking yeah. about the Driftless Fly Athlon. It happens every roughly every October in Yellow River Forest. Uh, Ryan Ramiller, my guest today, Scott Stimmel. Uh, both here talking about the Flyathlon. And again, the kind of the organizational crew, I just want to give everybody a shout out. I mean, Ryan, you and your wife, Amanda, uh, Clinton, Angela Johnson, we're also friends of all yours, Scott Stimmel, um, Brad Romilly, your brother Brad yep. has helped out a ton. I mean, like the people who really make this happen, and it's no small, uh, no small feat to put an event like this together. Yep. Uh, but it is a lot of fun. If you're interested in more about the event, the event is full for this year, right? For yes. uh, for 2023. Yep. But registration comes out early in the spring again. You can follow along with what's happening at the event. Instagram's probably the easiest place at Driftless Flyathlon, um, and I am. We'll have that in the show notes as well, as long as uh, and also a uh, link to the fundraising and fundraising pages. Mm -hmm. 
please. Um, I need to start my fundraising page. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do that very soon. Uh, <laughs> maybe before this comes out. Um, it's not about how you start. Yeah, it's how you, right. that's how there strong you go. There right. you go. Yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. I love it. I love it. But the event so is there's is, always a run. <laughs> right. The last hour of <laughs> oh yeah of the evening. <laughs> The floodgates open, and there's about five or six hundred bucks that gets dumped in to be first place, second place. Depending what that. I'm dangling out there yeah, to, to yeah. be able to, yeah. to get. What incentive? Yeah, what there? incentive do we have? I love so. it. It's so good. It's a really unique event. Uh, there's also, you know, if you just Google Driftless Flyathon, you'll find some yeah. really cool things. Uh, Outdoor Iowa, right? Uh, did yeah. an amazing video piece on it a few years ago. Uh, there's been some articles written up on the on the event. Yeah. Uh, there's just some really really cool things. Pat Burke, so. uh, another friend of ours out of Chicago, he did a really nice uh, article that was in the Drake magazine a yes. number of years back yeah. and talked about Wade Wisely in the event and um, another good example of people just using the skills that they have to make the event better. Totally, totally. Yeah. Well, I can't thank you guys both for, for enough for taking the time out of your day to come talk to me about it. Uh, we'll put all the links in the show notes as well if people want to check it out. Uh, and again, October 7th, uh, Yellow River Forest, you can also just come down and watch it all happen. It's true. It's, it's quite a scene. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of fun, I know. Along usually the way. surprise a couple people who were just there camping for the yes. week. Like, yeah. Wow. It's, well, and generally, it's, it used to at least be late enough in the season that it was getting pretty quiet at Yellow River. In the last couple of years, it's been more and more popular, so there's been some more people around. But uh, it's yeah. always it is always fun to see who's out there and see it's a blast. to hear about it. It's, it's, it's a beautiful blast. time of year. Yeah. I mean, it's like almost peak leaf season. And Absolutely. So it's great great time to be out there in the woods. And the fishing is great that time of year, too. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. It's the Driftless Flyathlon. Uh, thank you. Ryan Rob Miller, Scott Stimmel for being here talking with me today about it. Uh, check out the show notes for all the information, fundraising, throw a few bucks in and check it out if you're interested uh, in the next year as well. This is Rhymes with Decora, a podcast project of Inspired Media. Thanks for being here and we will see you next time. Thanks for being here, gents. Thanks, Thank you. If you've enjoyed the music on today's show, it is the work of Mr. Nick Zielinski. Nick is a drummer. He's a decoran. You can find him on Instagram and all over online at Indicative of Drumming. Thanks, Nick, for being a part of this show. We'll see you next time. is a project of Inspired Media. Find us online at isleofinspired.com.